We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pirate Podcast, we have a reporter and analyst for the Denver Broncos, Benjamin Albright, coming in to share his thoughts on the Detroit Lions, all in episode 85 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 85 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, and I am joined by Pierre. And today we will have a very special guest joining us today. Uh, or Someone from Pro Football Network named Benjamin Albright. So for Benjamin, for not everyone that knows who you are, do you want to kind of explain yourself, what you do, and who you are a little bit? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um Let's see. I, I do some some work for Pro Football Network. Uh, I work for the the Denver Broncos as the game day analyst, and um, I work. I host a radio show on KOA in Colorado, which is the Broncos flagship. Uh, um, so I do a radio program there as well, and, uh, and then I'm that guy on Twitter that everybody hates. So those are my qualifications. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Why do people hate you on Twitter? Oh, because I'm an a hole. <laughs> that, aren't we all, man? Like people always be attacked. If you don't, if they don't agree with your opinion, right? Uh, All right, yeah, that, that seems to be the seems to be the case. If they don't agree with you, I must attack it. Oh yeah, you're an awful person if they don't agree with your opinion. <laughs> so, uh, so the Lions have had some trade discussion of with Darius Slay. Obviously, do you think they keep him? Do you think they trade him? If they trade him, what what do you think the return looks like? Uh, they've been trying. I mean, not, not like actively like just trying to unload him, but they've been trying to see if there's a market for what the price tag is that they, they want or need for him. And I can tell you that I don't think they're going to get that. Um, you know, they're asking for a second round and I, I don't see a way that happens. Um, the Denver Broncos were interested. They tried to work a deal with, which would swap Chris Harris for Darius Slay at the trade line deadline last year. Uh, that, that fell through. They, they kind of sniffed around it again a little bit. Um, you know, here over the last couple of weeks and ultimately settled on uh, trading for AJ Bouillet because it was just a fourth rounder. So I, I don't know. I mean, there's some desperate teams out there. You might find somebody that would pay that for it, but 
I, I suspect that given the mandate that Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn have to make the playoffs, uh, I, I suspect they'll keep Slay and probably draft a corner to pair him with and, and continue to add to that secondary. Okay. Um, so you mentioned that trade deadline last year where the Lions were linked to potentially trading for Chris Harris Jr. and Darius Slay all deal. So when I saw that trade originally, I kind of looked at it. Maybe Chris Harris just comes in. The Lions are three, four, and one, I believe, at that point. So they're you know trying to remain competitive, but not deal with this Darius Slate contract situation where they don't have to extend him. But now there's rumors. I believe I don't remember who's reporting them, but there's rumors going around that the Lions could be potentially interested in Chris Harris Jr. this offseason. So do you think Chris Harris Jr. makes sense for the Detroit Lions? Um, yeah, given the defense that they run. You probably still need another corner on top of him. Harris be a guy who plays outside on first and second down. You kick him into the slot on third down uh, and try and generate turnovers. He's at his best in a in a man scheme. Although watching him last year looked like he kind of lost about a half a step. I don't know if you want to pay fifteen million dollars per for what he brings to the table now. Uh, he's still a good corner. He, I just don't think he's a great corner, you know, anymore. He's still he's just more of a very good corner, if it makes sense. Uh, I, I think the Lions would be better off just drafting Akuda. Uh, it just makes the most sense. Um, and you could probably get a cheaper third body in free agency, sniff around maybe a Prince Mukabara, somebody like that, if you had to. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't know that I would go out and spend the money that it's going to take to get Chris Harris. Specifically, if you're going to do that, why would you just extend Darius Lay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, do, do you think Chris Harris and Justin Coleman would work out? I mean, they're both, you know, slot corners. I know you just mentioned Harris could play the outside first and second down. But, like, do you think – I mean, I look at it personally. I just don't think it meshes very well with the Lions uh, paying Justin Coleman last year. Right. It doesn't really feel like much of a fit. feels superfluous. And, you know, for Chris Harris, the value of signing him to a long-term deal now is that he played safety in college and that he could probably move back to that position when he's too slow to be a man corner anymore, but you've already got a guy there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know that, I, I don't know that it's a fit monetarily or that it, logically it makes sense. Okay. Okay. I got it. That, I, I definitely agree with that as well. All right. Um, so the Washington Redskins are talking about shopping uh, Trent uh, Williams. This just came out today. Any chance that they could trade back and maybe Chase Young falls into Detroit laps or you don't see that happening at all? You could see it. Um, I think the main thing is if I think both Detroit and Washington kind of want to trade back because I think they both think they can get their guy if they do it. But short of convincing Miami and maybe the Chargers who kind of like Justin Herbert, but they also like Jalen Hurts in the, in the mid rounds. Um, you know, it's sort of convincing those two teams to come up. It's going to be tough for them to move back because you need a team to come up to get a quarterback. That's the only reason you're coming up, right? So yeah, yeah. Who, who's going to come up and what what point are you what are you willing to fall back to to continue to get your guy? So, you know, for Washington, you need a team like, for instance, uh, the Chargers to to want to move up and get a quarterback. You know, there at number two, and if they do that, then you've moved back far enough. You know, you haven't moved back far enough that you take yourself out of the league players, but. You know, you, you, you've moved back to that that allows Chase Young maybe to move, drop a spot uh, and fall in your lap. Okay. So let's say Chase Young has gone at two. It goes like as many mocks are having it. Joe Burrow's one. Chase Young's number two. And, you know, Detroit has brought up the idea of trading back. What kind of return would Detroit return, do you think, with the number three pick, assuming Tua is over there? <laughs> At five, I mean, you know, you're only moving up a couple spots. Uh, you probably get a 
future second and something else, uh, or a current second and something else. Um, you're not going to get a whole lot to move up two spots. You can look at the compensation, I guess, that um, Chicago gave up to move up and get Trubisky, and kind of that's that's your comparison. That's your starting point. Um, so, you know, I, I guess that's that's ballpark where you'd be at. You got to convince um, if you're, excuse me, if you're um, Detroit, then you got to convince yourself, okay, we're dropping two spots. Um, let's say that, let's say that, um, uh, Washington took Chase Young. Well, who are your guys if you're Detroit? And are those guys likely to be snapped up by New York right behind you if you do trade back? So it's a cost benefit. You know, you got to kind of weigh that. But I think that if you're looking in terms of compensation, look for what the Bears gave up to the Niners to, to move up one spot. So okay. I know you said Akuda. You think they should just draft Akuda. Um, we're assuming Chase Young's the number one guy on their big board. Would you assume Jeff Akuda is number two on their big board? I wouldn't assume Chase Young is number one on there. I mean, I, it's probably true, but uh, when I bumped into Matt Patricia at the Senior Bowl and then uh, then again at uh, at the Combine, they, you know, I seem to be talking up defensive backs quite a bit. Um, I, I think that they, they understand that they've got some problems in their secondary and they need to be able to cover. Uh, you go back and look. I know at the end of the season, uh, when the Lions played the Broncos, Drew Locke seemed to kind of pick them apart with ease, and that was only what his Dirk Force stuff. So uh, I, I would suggest that they're really, they really need to, to firm up that secondary. I don't know if they've completely built their board yet at this point. I would suggest they probably haven't. Uh, but I would say that they're, they have a strong idea that they like a certain player and they're going to deep dive on him. So you think it's very possible if Chase Young's at the board, the Lions could select Jeff Okuda because they need secondary help? Yeah, I, I would suggest that that would be the leader of the clubhouse. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so the Lions obviously released Nick Harrison, Aishon Robinson, and Mike Daniels are free agents. Who are some um, like defensive tackles or nose tackles Detroit could look at? Any names that they're linked to right now? Uh, you know, Michael Pierce would be a guy I'd be looking at. Um, played with Baltimore. To me, it's a it's a big body young guy that uh, that has the ability. If you want somebody who's a scheme fit that's already played within the scheme, I'd suggest DJ Reader uh, right. would be a guy you could look at. Um, you know, Phillips out of Buffalo is, I guess, a body you could fit in there. Uh, but I, I would, you know, personally, Pierce or Reader would be my my top two. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And you don't think they'll bring back Ashawn Robinson or Mike Daniels? They might, but um, I, I would suggest that that would be like a second or third wave of free agency kind of thing. If they missed on all their targets, yeah, uh, then you go back to those guys and say, hey, look, we'd love to have you back around. Will you take a, a, this kind of deal, blah, 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 and see if that works out? That definitely makes sense. So to the, to the offensive line, uh, Graham Glasgow, it seems like it's the worst unkept secret that he's now returning back with the Lions. Um, how much do you think money-wise he would command – and if Graham Glasgow is not brought back, who are some guards Detroit could be looking at? Um, you know, it's kind of, it's not exactly, it's kind of a hit or miss guard market. Either you're going to spend big money uh, on the guys that are, that are out at the top of the market, or you're just getting serviceable guys. Uh, the one guy you could, you could maybe take a look at um, and, and, and get for probably cheaper than you'd think would be Ron Leary. Um you know, he's, he struggles with injuries. He's a little bit washed. He holds a lot, but uh, he can at least play the position. He'll show up for you. So, uh, you know, I, I think that if you're looking at interior linemen, I'd be looking at the draft and not not free agency because uh, you're going to spend too much. You're going to spend A-plus money for C-plus talent. 
Okay, that, that makes sense. And then, um, who are do you know any teams that are like interested in Glasgow? Or not off the top of my head, I hadn't even heard. I haven't heard much of a market for them at all, to be honest with you. Um, and that that may be why the the comeback. You know, if there's no market, then uh, you're being repositioned to repositioned to come back and um, you know hopefully sign with the team you already know and, and try to max your money. Okay, so you think so you think Graham could potentially go cheaper than I mean, like fans expect at least because fans are expecting like ten million dollars a year for like a, a Glasgow. I don't see that I, I i don't see that being the price tag that seems high to me but um you know maybe he's got some leverage on him or something in terms of you know uh who else is available in the market if he could drag it out a little bit and then he's the top guy available maybe but that, that seems like an exorbitantly high high number to me i, I would suggest closer to six or eight million per okay okay makes sense March has arrived, and we're only a few weeks away for the big tournament. Yes, that tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open up an account today and get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest starting March 15th. That's right, I said $100,000 and March 15th. You don't need to be hardcore to get in on the action, and with multiple entries available, it's the season's best chance to cash in. And remember, the NBA and the XFL is still going strong. So whatever your passion is, BetOnline is the place to be for all your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partners, BetOnline, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% sign-up bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ever seen an untucked button-down? They look bad. Why? Because they're not meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, an original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked, no matter if your size or shape. Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untuck length. With more than 50 plus combination, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untuck It style online, or you can check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. Choose styles like wrinkled free button downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is so easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to get a crafty, smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It's the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's UN. T-U-C-K-I-T dot com a promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. Yep. Okay, um, so let's say like Detroit trades Slay and we already mentioned Chris Harris. Who are some other guys that could be linked to Detroit like corner-wise? Well, um, Byron Jones, although I don't think he's a fit Detroit. He's a zone corner. Um, so I don't think you'd be chasing him. And the bidding there starts at like $17 million per. Wow. Um, you know, Bradbury, I think, out of Carolina, that might be a guy that, you know, he fits the scheme. Um, not exactly a sexy name, but, you know, he fits what they're trying to do. I think he could be a guy that, you know, you maybe look at. Uh, it'd be a significant downgrade, though. Um, after that, I mean, you're just, you know, you're looking, at, you're looking at guys that are just guys. Like Bradley Roby. Roby's played in the scheme, but, you know, he's a liability in coverage. He's so bad. The Texans who are starving for corners don't even want him. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
you know, I, 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 if, if you let Slay go, you have to be getting something in return, a premium pick that you that you know for a fact that you could turn into something and you're drafting Okuda to replace him because at that point, you, you know, what are you doing? You're, it's, it's the old mystery box scenario, you know? Uh, you, you win a game show and they offer you a prize and first prize is a yacht or a mystery box. And you're sitting there like, well, you know, I don't know. Mystery, you know, you first, first glance, you want to take the yacht, but a mystery box could be anything. It could even be a yacht. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so the Lions shirted Calandra Diggs to Seattle earlier in the year at the close to the trade deadline. Um, who are some veteran safeties that make sense for the Lions? So I know the Broncos, the team you cover, is planning to franchise Simmons. Who are some other safeties out there that can make sense for Detroit? Well, they've got another safety that's kind of on the market. Although I think with, uh, we mentioned Coleman earlier, I I think he would fit that kind of role. Uh, Will Parks. And I think he's going to wind up in Arizona anyway. Uh, But he, you know, he's, he's another safety out there that I guess makes a little bit of sense. I, you know, the free agent market for, for DBs this year is not exactly, um, good yeah <laughs> to, I agree. To, be, to, to be fair charitable i and, and i'm one of those people that really really hates spending money in free agency like you use use free agency to plug and play mm-hmm. you know get bodies get depth don't don't sit there and count on that to you know to, to bail you out so because anytime you hit free agency you're spending a plus money for you know at best b plus talent if it was a plus talent the team wouldn't be getting rid of it so um you know, I, I as far as going out there and getting safeties and free agency, I, I would kind of just caution against it altogether. Uh, if you're looking along the O line or D line, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and chase those guys. Uh, there might be a receiver or two out there if you need to add speed or something like Robbie Anderson, but um, I would I would not be looking for corners and safeties in this free agent market. So you mentioned that you would not pay, like you're not a big fan of plugging in starters from the free agency market. So I'm kind of interested. What's your thoughts on like the last year's offseason from the line? So they went out, got Flowers, Jesse James, Justin Coleman, Danny Amendola on a one-year deal, just like to be some highlight signings. What's your thoughts on that? Well, some of those I like. Um, I whatever, but um, you know, if you're going to spend free agent money, spending it in the defensive front seven and spending it on the offensive line, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, I don't like going out and paying big money, especially for running backs, uh, which you know the Broncos did with your guy Theo Riddick. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, going out and, and and spending like those kind. Of, I don't, I don't like doing that. I don't like spending free agent money in the secondary because when you're spending free agent money in the secondary, you're usually they're getting somebody that's washed or somebody that's not healthy. Uh, and I again point to the Broncos who went out and got Bryce Callahan and didn't play down for him. So. Um, you know, I think that if, if you're going to spend money, you're going to spend free agent money, spend it in the front seven on the defense or spend it on the offensive line. Uh, unless there's just some elite quarterback out there, you know, that, that, that weird year where, uh, you know, Drew Brees hits the free agent market or that kind of stuff. Um, but that, that there's no, there's not a guy like that in this class. So, um, you know, I just draft, draft and develop in your secondary draft and develop your skill position guys and, and, uh, and use free agency to plug the front seven and the offensive line. Definitely agree with that. That's yeah, that makes sense. Um, why hasn't me and Tyler have always thought this? So we've always loved this player, Trey Boston. Why hasn't he ever like got a multi-year deal? Is there anything wrong with him, or teams just like resist to pay safeties? Uh, part of it's teams resisting to play safeties. Although you know, with the uh, middle of the field closed defenses being kind of the the vogue right now, cover one, cover three stuff. The one high safety kind of demand commands a premium um, with some teams. Some some guys. 
they want to play year to year. Some guys just want, you know, a deal where basically it guarantees their kind of year to year thing and, uh, and they can kind of pick their spots and stay competitive and get out of football when they feel like it. Um, most guys don't. Most guys want longer term deals because, you know, it's going to get them more money ostensibly long term. But right. with him, he's, he's just a little bit of a different dude, man. Um, and I think part of it is uh, part of it is the you know how the, the safety stuff has gone about part of it is him uh, and how he wants things structured so uh, i don't think that it's necessarily one thing okay that makes sense so we do another flashback i asked you for you and see it from the 2019 clash of the lions what's your thoughts on how the 2019 draft class went for the detroit lions um it wasn't a great year for them on the field but what do you think the future holds guys like hawkinson shalani tavai will harris austin bryant manuel Aurorie, just some names out there <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I thought Hawkinson obviously flashed right out the gate. I thought he could be something special, um, you know, if he can stay healthy. I thought both those tight ends from Iowa looked pretty good. Uh, Hawkinson looked good early in the season. Fant looked good late. Um, uh, yeah, the linebacker, Tavai, I thought he showed a little something. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see a little more out of him. Um, there were two or three guys out of that out of that class that I thought could be, you know, long-term contributors. We'll, we'll see if any more of them, you know, put step forward, but you know, you get three solid contributors out of a draft class. That's, that's actually pretty good. It's, it's more or less what you're looking for is, you know, three, two contract guys, one guy that kind of is a one contract guy. And then a couple of guys that contribute. If you get that, you're doing well with a draft class. Okay. All right. Um, so like this new CBA thing is coming up. What are your thoughts on like the new CBA? Are you like on the player side, the owner side, or what do you think will happen? Well, there's more than two sides. So in fact, there's more than two sides being on the player side. Um, the, the thing about the CBA is uh, from the ownership perspective, it's designed to appeal to players who basically make, uh, who are middle, middle earners or lower uh, currently in the NFL because it'll make them wealthier. Uh, the reason right. you're seeing pushback from the top tier guys is because some of the things that are in there don't necessarily benefit them if they make a certain amount of money. Uh, so, you know, I think um, the, the side I'm on is everybody being happy and no work stoppage uh, because nothing sucks worse than, than millionaires and billionaires quibbling over money. Nobody wants to see that. But, um, right. I, you know, I, I think there are some tweaks to it. I mean, the way that they've done the, uh, the pot testing, uh, why not just get rid of it altogether? Uh, I don't think anybody wants a 17-game season. Nobody I've ever spoken to, certainly not the players, but um, – you know, we'll see. And the logistics of that are kind of shaky. I don't mind the expanded playoffs. I, I don't, I'm not for it, but I, I'm not against it. Uh, if that's the compromise, then, then so be it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that overall it's a fair deal. I don't know. Uh, I think the one thing that's not in it that should be is some long-term health care stuff. Um, but you're not going to get a bunch of, you know, 23, 24 year old, 25 year old kids to, to start thinking about long-term life insurance at that point in their life. I mean, if you said that to me, I'd have laughed you out of the room when I was yeah. that age. Yeah, definitely. So I asked this question to every guest that joins us, um, Matt Patricia and Bob, Matt Patricia entering year three, Bob Quinn entering year five from what they've shown you so far, they're in a win mandate season. Like you mentioned, do you think these guys could get it done? And I guess, when live up to that win mandate season if you had asked me this question before the start of last season i'd have said no um but looking at the way that team was fighting last year at the beginning and, and looking at the way they continued to fight even after stafford went down um you know i, I think patricia's message kind of finally got through and so um you know maybe i will move that from a no to a to a maybe um, okay. i'm not i'm not betting money on it 
but I'm not betting against him either. Okay. No. Okay. That's, that's fair um, enough. It's one of the better responses that we've got from our guests. Yeah, that was a good response. Um, that's about it. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. We appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, anything man. you want to promote or anything? Oh, no. I'm just uh, happy to do it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Anytime you need something, let me know. I appreciate it, Ben. Yeah, you know, if we ever need you, like for, you know, maybe post draft thoughts, something like that, we'll, you know, we'll definitely hit you up. So I appreciate you Stop. joining us again. And thank you guys for all listening. I hope you guys all enjoyed episode 85 of the Pride Podcast. And I'm signing out. All right, guys, I'm out. Peace. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com